0: Wild Powers are three Seattle kids who specialize in the sort of carefree grunge riff rock that gets better the dirtier it gets. Each layer of meticulously gnarly distortion, each off-kilter lyric drenched in garage echo reverb, is pure Pacific Northwest filth. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles and this is 42 Minutes, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Thursday, March 16th, and we are less than a week away from Treefort. Be sure to check out the archive for lots of great past Treefort interviews. The interesting sync for this year's showcase was that was that the program met up with a trio of trios today we will be speaking with the dynamic trio that is going to shred the shredder friday march 25th at 9pm wild powers is hot off a nationwide tour celebrating the release of their new album hugs and kisses and other things their short two years as a band has brought them around the country twice playing such festivals as south by southwest and Savannah Stopover, opening for amazing bands like The Fall of Troy, Dilly, Dilly Dally, helms and No Age, and playing such venues as the Fonda Theatre and the Fillmore. Wild Powers has developed a glam creep strut that we have come to love them for. Get into it! More information about them can be found at their website, wildpowers.com, and there's two W's in there. And to purchase hugs and kisses and other things, check out their Bandcamp page, to which we'll link. Thanks for coming on. How are you guys doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm on my lunch though. Oh
1: man, we're gonna be hearing lots of
0: snacking sounds throughout yes. this interview. Cool. <laughs> so let's just start with, who am I talking to? You? Who am I talking to? And what roles do you guys play? Well, all three of us are here. Okay. Uh, my name's
1: Lucy. My name's Lucy, and I play drums and sing backup. I'm,
0: I'm Lara. I'm Lara. I play guitar
2: <laughs> and I sing vocals
0: too. Uh, I'm Jordan, <laughs> and I play bass. <laughs> and and you guys have been playing together for about two years, according to this bio.
1: Yeah, that bio's a little outdated. Uh, <laughs> it's probably like three years now. Oh right. Um, yeah. And yeah, and it's pretty fun.
0: Cool, and then, so, uh, what part of town do you rehearse in?
1: We've in Ballard uh which is like a weird old German part of Seattle, Washington, but now it's getting overtaken by lots of fancy computer people, but it's still pretty awesome, nonetheless.
0: Is this Lupe that's talking? yeah, that's me hi okay. hi <laughs> i'm I'm trying to learn voices as we're going here. That's an annoying one. (laughs) (laughs) And so have you guys played Treefort before? No. No, I haven't.
1: No, we haven't. We're looking forward to it, though. A bunch of our friends played there, so
0: seems like a family kind of festival, a bunch of friends' bands.
3: We have played Boise a few times, but we haven't played Treefort previously.
0: Where have you played in Boise? The
3: Neuralux both times. Yeah, I think
1: we played the Neuralux twice.
3: I think I played the Shredder once in a previous
0: band. And then uh, where we're playing, yeah, the Shredder uh, Friday at nine thirty. Um, mhm. So then, uh, is this part of a tour that you're on, or is just a one-off kind of thing? Because you're not too far away.
1: No, we're not too far. We're playing. Uh, it's not really a. It's like a miniature tour. We're playing Portland and Boise and Spokane. And then we have like Seattle and Bellingham shows around the same books, but yeah, just a little junk.
0: And then yeah. hugs and kisses. It it just <laughs> came out. Is that correct? No,
1: <laughs> no, it came out last year this time. Oh, um, and we, gotcha. yeah, I know that's that interesting. Um, that bio. I'm realizing I need to update. Uh, <laughs> it came out a year ago and. We still play a couple of songs from it, but we are mostly playing songs off of an, uh, our newest record that is in the process of being mixed, and that record's called Skin, and we are really, really, really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Anderson, who is an amazing recording engineer, he recorded Melvin, Neurosis, Jawbreaker, Mr. Bungle, like a bunch of great bands. Um recorded our newest record, and he's in the process of mixing it as we speak. So hopefully it'll be out in the next couple months. Oh, was, no.
0: <laughs> now, for some reason, and maybe I dreamt this, but was one of your songs featured on a Hardly Art compilation?
1: Yeah, no, that's not us. That's just about every other Seattle band that's not us.
0: Okay. But
1: it's uh, not us. <laughs> We're in a, a tree for that's out, though, which is cool.
0: Oh, Lazy cool. Represent. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, so then, you're kind of a curiosity to me be because uh, I'm not guessing that you're you guys are super old, um, but you definitely have kind of a vintage sound. <laughs>
2: okay. Or the history yeah.
0: of the history of Seattle is in your music. It's all over that stuff. I guess is what I would say.
2: I think it has a lot to do with the the weather, honestly. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that totally tints a lot of people's music because it's so gloomy here half the time. It's so dreary. It comes through and,
3: people's music, and yeah. a lot of times hiding out in basements or dark bars it kind of creates a certain atmosphere, I guess, and all three of us just like loud, weird, dirty rock music and what of stuff.
1: We're in a basement right now, even though it's sunny outside. <laughs> <And> there's no No <laughs> 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 windows. The windows are blacked out. Yeah, uh, yeah but we're all from here. Like we're all pretty much from here, so that would make sense that a lot of that comes through in music.
0: What's it, but do you do you listen to Mud Honey or Soundgarden? I love Mud Hun- y- Yeah, Nirvana. We
2: love Nirvana. I listen to Nirvana
0: a lot. i mean, he's a
3: fan of like Mud Honey and Green River and that kind of
1: stuff. Neighbor is from Mother Love Bone, and he's rad. That band is rad. So, yeah, we love a lot of that kind of music, for sure. I don't really know how to classify our band, but, uh, you know, you're definitely influenced by everything you listen to, so that makes sense that that comes through
0: sometimes. I, mean, I played music in the 90s, and it sounds... I mean, Boise was this kind of extension of Seattle in some respects. I mean, so... Because it's, it's it's close, and in, in terms of culture, Seattle was kind of the thing that was happening, and so there was this kind of nineties flavor that you guys definitely have a little bit of it. And maybe it's just the the trio aspect a little bit. There's something kind of raw about being in a trio. Would you would you agree or do you think I'm crazy?
2: I would definitely
3: agree with that. Well I mean I feel like there's a lot of stuff from that era even, like I think just like still kinda of grew up listening to music in that time period, like nineties to early two thousands or whatever. Like built the spills from Idaho, right? That's a band I listened
0: to yeah, a time growing America. up. Yeah, yeah. They're from Boise, but a lot of people, I remember thinking, you know, people, the whole Pacific Northwest kind of claimed Built to Spill as a, like Seattle is always sure. claiming, Built to Spill, and it's like, no, 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 that's a Boise band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can have them.
1: That's
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then, who who are some of your friends that are coming to Tree Fort this year?
1: Weed or... is rad.
3: Weed's
1: awesome. Uh, Thunder Pussy's playing out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just played with them uh, New Year's. Oh man, I have to. We're playing a bunch of festivals this spring, and I'm getting them confused which friends are playing which one. But I remember seeing the lineup and being like, yes, 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 yes to everybody. So I'm really excited. We're really excited. We love Max Marco too. So I'm ex- we are not friends with him
3: yet,
2: but <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: we. Well, we love him, so we're looking forward to that.
3: A couple of my buds are playing with Nico Yarian down there, so hopefully I get to run into them.
1: We played with uh, that Boise band. I don't know how to say their name, but it's like E Alder Baloo, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Uh -uh. I don't know,
1: but they're from Boise, and we played with them last year at the Muralux, and we are playing, I think, right before or right after them at the Shredder. So it'll be good to see those dudes again. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure a bunch more friends that I'm not thinking of right now.
3: I'm kind of stoked to just like walk around and custom some bands like, on our day off.
1: We're also, uh, the next day, Saturday, after we play Friday, and the next day we are uh, recording this song with this organization called Sing Me a Story. Do you know about this? It's, um, it's a group. It's, they're so awesome. They take kids who are either in hospice or foster care kids or kids in hospitals who aren't doing super great and um, get them to either write or draw pictures of a story, any story they want, uncensored. And then they team them up with bands and the bands turn their story into a song. And so uh, we just did that with this little three-year-old named Cohen story about a dinosaur eating his town, And we turned it into a song and we we're going to record it at Treefort um, to raise money for Sing Me a singing Story. And we're really excited for that
2: also.
0: Where will you be doing that? Will that be...
1: It's actually, they're setting up a, a little recording studio somewhere at Treefort because I think they're doing it with a bunch of Treefort bands. Um, I don't know the specific location. I'd have to look at the email. But they go around to festivals, I guess, setting up like a portable recording studio to do exactly that. So we're really excited.
0: Cool. And so you guys will... How many days are you going to be in town
1: just for the weekend. We're going to hang out uh, Saturday night and see some bands and probably cruise back Sunday.
0: All right. Yeah, Saturday, there's lots of good stuff going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we want to see it. We want to party with everyone.
0: So tell me about Skin a little bit more. Who did you say was the the guy, that the engineer?
3: His name is Billy Anderson.
1: He rules. He's been doing this for... 30-ish years, and he's made a whole bunch of records that everyone loves. Bill Smoker, a yeah. Whole, yeah, amazing.
3: Recorded all of the sleep records, like, just so much stuff that I've listened to, like, way too much growing up. He was awesome to work with. Dude's like a mad genius.
1: He's amazing. He's totally a mad scientist behind Ford. Um, and he came up with a lot of creative ideas, and I think this newest record is going to reflect our live sound a lot more than, uh, our previous records which you know we all are proud of those records but uh i think this this newest record gets kind of our power more because we're a lot louder and shreddier live and i think he captured a lot of that which we're really about it's more. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. W- what about overdubs sure. in terms of recording do you guys do much of that
2: we'll do like guitar overdubs and on bass but for the most part like, we record everything live and then we do the vocals after
1: yeah we do all the tracking live in the same room yeah that's like really that's important the best play can play. yeah we can you know you feed off yeah. each other's
2: energy that way but yeah then, you get to like look at each other and like, yeah we can cue each other for different parts just so looking at each other so that's good
3: most of the overdubs I think are more kind of like auxiliary kind of stuff like at least for myself, the only things I ever dubbed were, like, extra textures or extra noises, or, like, Laura wow. would do, like, like, guitar harmonies, or, like, both of them would do vocal harmonies, or Lupe would do percussion yeah. overdubs. Like, he yeah, had some really cool ideas for some, like, really tripped-out
2: percussion yeah. sounds. Like, there's a couple of overdubs, and then they're just, like, it's just a uh, mirror of the solo or something just
3: to get Didn't he have you playing, like, a trash can and a music stand? It yeah, was yeah. He,
2: <laughs> like, handled up a bunch of
1: tools, like bolts and screws, and put them on a music stand, and then had a old galvanized metal trash can, and I was playing those with mallets, you know, that kind of thing, I wouldn't normally play in the last show, <laughs> and that's the beauty of recording, because you can overdub those kind of things, and get those weird, weird textures, Yeah, that make a song.
0: Does he have his own studio that you recorded this in? Uh, now,
2: right? Yeah, he has his own now.
1: No, we, we rented a studio down in Portland, that's where he lives, and just kind of camped out for the week. And
0: You guys did it in a week?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we had to come back and do... <laughs> we had to come back for a couple days of uh, more percussion, more vocals, but mostly, yeah. But we recorded 13 songs, and I think nine of them are going to be the record, so we kind of did a record and a half there.
2: Yeah, I think we
3: tried to sign off a little more than we did you. Yeah. but we totally cranked these out. and was like, oh, there's...
2: Stuff. I mean, we kind of did, so we hammered it
3: out pretty, pretty quick. It was just like a few guitars and some vocals that were left,
0: right? Yeah,
2: we only had like a day and a half worth of work left of the
0: year. And then, how are, how are you guys going to release this? Do you have someone that you're going to release it with? Or are you going to self-release it? Or
2: Oh boy, that would be nice. Yeah, that
1: would be nice. We would love somebody to help us release yeah. it. Uh, we are gonna release it on vinyl with digital downloads, and as of now that is going to be done by ourselves. Um, but hopefully, it won't be that way forever because that shit's expensive. Uh, so, but you know, we're already halfway done writing our next record, so we just kind of we get it out so
2: we can keep working. Yeah, otherwise we're gonna have this one. Like and that's uh, not gonna happen. Yeah, we have
3: to get it out. <laughs> I don't think we're quite ready to do the double record yet. No, uh, we're
2: yeah, not really <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. So you're saying that you've got one in the can, and then your your next one is already b- halfway there.
3: There's a lot of songs. Uh, I mean, there's a few that are just done, done, but there's like so many that are in the process of being worked through right now that like I feel like we're almost trying to slow ourselves down just to like. Yeah, this record kind of finished it out before we, like... Because I feel like with this last one, even by the time we released Hugs and Kisses, we have 80, 70% yeah. of skin done. So, it was like, can't play all of these songs live, but I would rather play these songs live than the old song.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we write pretty fast, which is a good problem to have.
0: How often do you guys rehearse, then?
2: Twice a week.
1: Twice a week, and then usually we have a show-ish per every weekend almost or close a show every week or two so we play a lot and then throughout the week we'll send each other little ideas oh <laughs> we'll like sing into our well jojo and lara will actually play an instrument into their phone microphone and send it to me i'll just sing little riffs and send it to them because my favorite
3: though like waking up in the morning it's like oh i got a text from lupe like four in the morning It's just like wake her waking up in the middle
2: of the night and like humming a melody and then we'll like sit down at practice and try and decipher like where that is on a guitar. You kind of like a fun way to do it. Yeah. I found a couple on my phone that I did for myself to send and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I was <laughs> a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: then what about jobs? You have to, you guys have normal Normal jobs.
2: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, yes, but hopefully not forever.
3: Yeah, we all work at bars and restaurants.
1: Yeah, the kind of jobs that you take off, that it's okay if you leave for a month at a time. Right. And if you don't go back, you just find another one. Uh... Yeah, I
3: got about three <laughs> right now that I go <laughs> back and forth between.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. so you have real musician jobs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: we used to work at the same bar down here in Ballard called Hattie's so we still there but so like, I feel like more than half of the staff is people in bands yeah, or yeah. at least was for it makes a while
1: it hard. yeah it makes it hard because everyone as long as everyone doesn't go on tour at the same time
3: like when we did last
1: time like when, we, <laughs> when all three of us worked at the same bar it was kind of taxing on that bar and we kind of had to split up but um, <sighs> as long as everybody it doesn't go on tour at the same time
2: which in rate. general, they do because it's
0: like downside template yeah, it's like, yeah there's a season for touring yeah so. yeah the spring yeah. is it's 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 strange how it really does feel like after the winter all the bands like they I don't know what it is, but they all they all I, it's the festivals, of course, I mean, so they go to yeah. uh, what, what are some of the other spring festivals you guys are going to do?
2: Oh, man, a We're lot. doing uh,
1: Fisherman's Village. Fisherman's Village, Timberfest, Upstream Music Festival. Uh,
2: I know there's another one.
3: Uh,
2: we got offered the West one, but we can't. It's yeah. in there
3: Too
2: close. Uh, I
1: don't remember. I'm sure there's another one in there. Sasquatch? No, we're not. We're not cool enough for Sasquatch, but no, I don't know why we're not playing that one. Um yeah. have,
0: you, have you have you guys ever gone to that one? It seems like it's a really different Sasquatch this year.
1: Yeah, it does really different. I've been the last 3 or 4 years and uh this is the first year in a while I haven't been going. I went I think it was last year that was one of the best times. I I saw like 25 bands I was so inspired by and was like hyped. I was very excited. Um there's there's a couple bands I'd like to see this year, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's pretty intense, especially if you're not playing. Um, you know, I would probably feel different if I was playing, but if you're not playing, it's kind of intense to go be in the churches with a bunch of just on a lot of drugs. You
3: know? I usually don't make it out to a lot of festivals outside of playing because it's like if we're not taking off time for music, I try not to take off a ton of time from work outside of that. Yeah. So I don't all yeah. up, you know?
2: Yeah. I also just get super anxious in big groups like that. Yeah, I don't like it.
3: Yeah. Especially big around twenty year olds on ecstasy yeah. is a little more. Or much. like
2: fifteen year olds on ecstasy and <laughs> like onesie
1: furry outfits and like, no.
2: This is like I'm your parents cool. know where you are. If I think we're <laughs> like I'm backstage or something like that, that's cool. But I remember when we went to South by Southwest last year. We got like more of like eights and I was like, Oh my god, I can't it was oh, so crowded. Yeah. yeah, six of them. It was yeah. so crowded. I couldn't do it. I'm... We're
1: super pissed about South by this year because they are refusing so many bands from other countries, so I'm really happy we're not going and being a part of contributing to that. Um, yeah. Right. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, totally.
0: Well, let's go there. I wonder... <laughs> uh, about politics and the spring festivals, and whether or not these these musical festivals will have an overt political feeling to them or I mean it's all speculation right now, but you know i wonder I wonder how the musicians will behave or the crowds will behave
1: yeah, well, I mean it has to because anything this atrocious is happening, like there's no way that's gonna affect everyone, especially artists who a lot of times can be more sensitive than other people. And I'm sure that will come across and come through in their music. And I'm sure it'll come through in the crowd too. And I also think as an artist, you have a responsibility. If you're on a stage in front of a bunch of people, you have a responsibility uh, to represent, you know, the people and to rep- represent how you feel. Like what do you intend to or not? That's going to come across and, uh, so I'm sure it will be more politically charged, and that's a good thing because it's crazy what's happening right now, and it's good that, uh, for people to get fired up. I want people to get fired up because that's how change will happen.
3: Well, the shows a lot more lately. I feel like I mean, yeah. tensions are just so high and everything's so crazy right now that I feel like in Seattle, almost everyone I go you to, know, at least one band just gets into something for some reason yeah. about yeah. something. And I don't think it's ill-placed at all. It's just like everyone's got a lot of feelings about
2: it. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people feel really unheard. I think there are a lot of artists that just feel like they don't have that much of a voice that they hadn't before and now, like, they do because people listen to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not it, just
1: so. like, oh, that they're so fucked. It's like, no, it's oh, like, no, we are all fucked. Like, what are we going to do about it? At least yeah. we can be together.
2: And they're, like, artists that, like, can help people, like, get out of their anger. Or whatever through music or art, provoking feelings. Yeah, it's pretty therapeutic.
0: Does that enter your guys's music, or, I mean, do you do you write political songs? Would you say?
2: We don't you don't write political songs. Uh, we more practice our politics through action by not playing certain shows, or you know,
0: like. Yeah,
2: yeah, we playing, playing a lot benefit of benefits. Yeah, um, we're playing a lot of shows. I couldn't go, but, like, we went to the Women's March and, like, you know, we're active in
1: that stuff. Yeah, I think
2: being active in your community is really important. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, I don't want to just think about stuff and not be active about it, but be active and think about the shit we sing about.
3: Yeah. I feel like some of it seeps into it in a more, like, in a less obvious way. Like, I don't think any of us really want to write a super, like, outspoken political, like, punk song, you know, but yeah. when we write about stuff that's super personal, like, I'm sure a lot of that anger or just emotion in general comes out about yeah. that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, then do you guys have an agent in terms of, like, booking you guys on your, your weekly? Uh, with- <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: I'm not an agent, but I thought, <laughs> uh, I mean, that would, again, be really awesome if we had someone like to do that for us. But
3: Everything's just kind of internalized. Yeah. For yeah. At at this point. Point. We're
2: very DIY. I, I kind have of feel like people don't realize
1: how DIY we are. Like that we don't have we a publisher don't have anybody. or anyone. It's all the and I feel like, I don't
2: know, I feel like people don't realize
1: that sometimes. Well, it hasn't stopped us from touring a no. bunch, which is great. Um, but, you know, if we had it our way, we'd be on tour all the fucking time and to do that, a booking agent would be great because it gives you, it gives you credo. Like, it gives you some kind of credit if you're like, oh, so-and-so books for me. And then, you know, bigger tours will be like, oh, we're going to pick up this band because we know they're booker. Um, instead of, like, we're not going to pick up this band because we've never heard of this girl, Lupe.
0: She has got, a- <laughs> she doesn't have a
1: business. Uh, yeah. But, you
2: know, one day, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well,
0: what do you think? I mean, like, do you think it's a, a time so I'm just curious that I, I think the space between where you guys are at and where someone who has like a label and a booker is not that big a distance.
1: No, it's totally not. I think we could have had one a long time ago.
0: Uh, but... i have
3: met with like some people before. It's like I, I think at a certain point, too, it's uh, not wanting to take help from people that's not like necessarily more than we could just do ourselves. Yeah, but doing something that seems like it's going to have a purpose or, like, a further reach than what we already have, like, like, Bay knows a lot of people across the country from touring, like, I know a handful, like, you know a handful, okay, like, if your reach is not that much more than ours, then we can just hit up our friends and make this happen. Yeah, Yeah. and,
2: like, not spend the money
1: on someone, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but I do, you know, think we are at that level to do that, but, um, Hopefully, this next record, I think, when it comes out and is more representative will we sound like, um, hopefully, it will aid in that. We will see. A lot of... the Most of the music business is not at all about the music you play at all, which is a bummer. You know, it's business. It's a business just like any other business, about who you know and uh, the connections you make and being at the right place at the right time and being driven. And um, so we have some of that, but I think by nature... Musicians, you know, creative people are very, what is it, left brain. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think so. And
1: business oriented people are really right brained, and trying to merge those two things um, is difficult.
0: I think you and have Stiger it is. exactly backwards.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> the brains?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Right brain, left brain, left Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay. We're all half brains. Definitely shows the lack <laughs> of that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was a hardly art compilation, but actually, I I think I first became familiar with you guys from a song of the day from KEXP, and so that's something else um, that's worth talking about. The idea that in Seattle you've got that great radio station, and then how did how did that come about? You must know someone there, because that's a in terms of Seattle music, that's a great advocate and resource, also.
2: Yeah, I don't know there, but.
1: And those are the people who hit us up. We love, we love KXB and they are a great asset to have in Seattle. We're yeah, super lucky good. for that. Um, and we have, we're super lucky to have a community that supports that radio station. Um, but yeah, Cheryl Waters hit us up and John Richards hit us up and we don't know them at all. And they're the ones who wanted the song to song the the So that was a nice surprised.
3: That was like right around when the record came out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 'cause they had been playing that song a fair amount anyway, so it just kinda happened without any sort of work on our part or anything.
1: I think if you just play shows enough, like eventually people you know, that's how you build a draw, that's how you build people, they get to know you and they get to know your songs and probably one of them talks to somebody Yeah, I have no idea how that happens.
3: It's gonna happen for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like a very small city
0: that we live in, well, I lived in that small city for a time, and but I was on Capitol Hill, and so the oh, yeah uh it it seems like the musicians were all at the the bars on pike and pine um what What are the clubs that you guys play these days, and would you say that you're part of a scene ah? <laughs> uh... Yes and no, I think.
1: We play just about every venue in the city. I mean, we love pneumos on the sunset and the tractor and the crocodile. The chop suey. The yeah.
3: um, The moon and so yeah, awesome. The moon is
1: awesome. That's new. Um, I don't know what scene we would be a part of. There's kind of like a pop punk. around. Yeah, there's a pop punk thing happening that we, I don't think, are at all a part of. But that's really big right now. And there's a DIY scene that we kind of hang out with sometimes, maybe. I don't know. And then we also play with metal bands sometimes,
2: so who knows? I had no idea. We also play with, like, <laughs> country and funky oh, yeah. bands. I think
3: on, like, a social level, <laughs> we're friends with a lot of different bands, styles of bands, but I don't know if on a sonic level there's a lot of bands that I personally feel sound a lot like us. No. Or are there we'd be in a scene with, like, on a musical level? I think it's more <laughs> just like the general Seattle scene of, like, musician friends.
1: Yeah. You know? A lot of times um, you just play with your homies regardless of what kind of style of music they play. Yeah, um, so yeah. Kind
3: of nice, honestly, like bill's yeah. pretty diverse. Makes it more interesting to go
1: out the time. I never want to see four metal bands in a row ever. No. <laughs> it's a
3: little daunting. <laughs> I'm so, better, yeah. Yeah. a diverse bill
1: is a good thing. To have. Well,
0: so then, would you say you're kind of an extrovert, Lupe? I'm wondering because then, do you have to kind of schmooze all these different uh, venue bookers so that? <laughs> you... <laughs> no,
1: uh, no, I don't think. I think I'm not the best at schmoozing. Uh, you're more
3: social than we are. I or, yeah,
1: I'm social, but I don't
2: like kissing any of that. Has <laughs> it
1: been to have a Yeah. It's either going to be like, I'm going to end up fighting you or trying to take you home. For Lara.
3: <laughs> but, I'm just super introverted, so I'm not really in that yeah. world at all.
1: I think, uh, you know, being a bartender and playing music and being around, as long as you're not like, hiding in a corner, you're going to get to know people. And, um...
2: It's not even about choosing. It's just, like, don't
1: be a dick. Yeah. And that's, like, all you have be to say. Nice. Do. Just don't be a dick. I've seen so many bands, like, you know, during check or whatever, be total assholes to the staff and to the sound people. And I think just not being an asshole goes a long way. And then, you know, the venue will love you because you're not a pain in their ass. And, uh, you bring people out and you're nice about it. And so maybe yeah. that's why we know people because i don't think we've ever been in this it's situation like trying to be on time stuff yeah like professional yeah.
2: about
1: it you know yeah bring so your own deer yeah. that's another one
2: Yeah.
1: it's crazy it's how good. many people will be like oh i just thought we could share drums I'm like are you high you know what this means to me this is guy. my world you are not like what no, for your
3: drums. When homies out can I remind what's Yeah, like, these are the only thing that's like for maybe any actual you?
1: or just like my wholehearted soul. So no, I don't even know you, Brad,
2: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you guys are on tour, does are you able to sustain yourself, or does it do you go in? <laughs> Uh, what am I trying to say here? Can you can does it pay for itself or do you end up going into debt? i think
3: say like the band is all right, but personally we spend a bit, you know, cause yeah. we're not giving ourselves predeemed. Yeah. Like we treat it as like all the money that comes in goes back to band functions.
2: Yeah, we we don't yeah. take anything from the band funds.
3: So like we're definitely you're definitely out of the personal money, like not working for a month, spending money on food and drinks and whatever shit you find, you know, like. I definitely, I bought some gear on the last tour. I know you did, too. And yeah. I was like, oh, I should not have
2: spent
1: that $300. But hey, <laughs> 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 it's a great plan, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we sleep in the van a lot. And we sleep on people's floors a lot. Very rarely do we get a hotel. And when we do, it's usually a shitty one. But that being said, you know, the van pays for itself. And if we need to put out this record by ourselves, we can do that. Um, but yeah, we don't take home money ourselves Mm-mm. and but we also don't let each other starve so yeah yeah we help
3: each other out i mean it's yeah. a family you gotta look out for your people
1: but we made the van so we can all sleep in there pretty comfortably actually yeah <laughs> the van's good thank
3: you walmart for providing that service <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: remember
3: when we got out outside of richmond that lady looked at me like I was a psycho I hopped out like in my over my hair standing straight up like rolling up a foam pad. She's like, what is this? Human? <laughs>
1: Trying to pee, like not show your wang while you're peeing behind the door. you <laughs> <laughs> you're just peeing outside <laughs> late in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know. It's It's
0: pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you, what do you I guys listen to? Do you guys share music in common or do you guys all have different tastes?
2: We do share but we do have a lot of Uh, a lot of us, Abba gets played. We love Abba. Well, two of us love Abba. And I
3: don't hate Abba. I don't love it like you.
1: Another two of us love Tom Petty. That would be me and JoJo. Yeah. yeah not as a lot. Although I did, on Wednesday, I liked it.
2: The Tom
1: Petty notes. Yeah. We listened to a really warped cassette version of a Hitchhiker's Guide to the
2: Galaxy yeah. tape. <laughs> I know. Really warped cassette. Made it a little bit psychedelic. <laughs> Cold the tape of my finger and I had to hold it down in the cassette player because if I didn't it
3: was like I don't know yeah but if I held whoa. it it was fine It's kind of cool because we all listen to so much different stuff that like when we do have decent reception we'll just kind of go back and forth on shooting songs to have to a playlist or whatever and I always enjoy that because I'll be like stuff I wouldn't pick myself that comes up that one of them picks that I really dig or yeah. it's just super buried which is nice that Ben and with people before with like okay I can't 20 more hardcore songs on a rodeo I'm going to pull my fucking hair out
1: yeah we don't <laughs> listen in. we sing a lot while we're driving yeah
3: play Can games
2: we'll with the like podcast and stuff yeah. yeah yeah there's a whole
3: podcast we like we like to play the would you bang with celebrity game
0: that's yeah
2: good.
0: yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of-
1: <laughs> that, you bang killed Swinton this is a popular one in our band yeah do you bang Tilda Swinton
0: I don't know if I can play this game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a completely fair answer. She's, not a band, man. she's <laughs> so
0: enigmatic and attractive. Yes, yeah. yes, of course you banged Tilda Swinton. Nice. There you Good
1: go. At.
0: She's
2: Lady Bowie. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She is Lady Bowie. Yeah, she's totally Lady Bowie. David Bowie even know it. He had her on his video. Uh, he knew. She's Lady Bowie. We all love David Bowie. That's
1: one thing we can agree so on. that...
0: What a heartbreak. Yeah. Last year was Ooh. rough. It really was a rough no. year. <laughs> yeah.
3: We did a couple of shows of covering artists the that died that year. So that was a little bit therapeutic in a way yeah. like like go play some Prince and Bowie songs, right. songs. Yeah, yeah. So now
2: we have a couple of those songs in their station for covers. Which is
0: cool. Well, I even George Michael, that was a blow to me. I love oh, his- okay.
3: That dude never really got enough credit for how talented he actually oh, was. Oh, no. really? Like, that video of him singing with Queen, yeah. the Freddie Mercury tribute back in, like, 92 or whatever. Like, even David Bowie's, like, on the side of Steve smoking cigarettes, like, holy shit, boy. <laughs> yeah. Co- Leonard Cohen. Really <laughs>
2: yeah. God. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so what can uh, – we're going to come to the Shredder on Friday at 9.30. What can we expect, people who are not familiar with you?
3: Uh, a lot of hair being flung around.
0: Loud,
1: loud hair. Yelling.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: Shotgun some beers with us after the show. Yeah. Uh, no movement allowed. from
2: me at all. <laughs> uh, and a lot of movement from them. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. <laughs> but my hair is bright, so it's yeah. like I'm peacocking. It doesn't matter. We love Boise. People
1: always throw down when we play there. And yeah. uh, We're excited. Uh, it's going to be a party. That's what they can expect.
3: Are the High Hazel dudes going to be there? Kind of off topic, I have no idea.
1: Anyway.
0: <laughs> Did you say High Hazel? Yeah, yeah. Do you know that band? I know the name. I don't think I know them. Where are they from?
2: They're from, They're from
3: down there. They uh, yeah. came up here Northwest Psych Fest that a friend of put on. Um, I don't know if I've seen them outside of that, though.
1: They're rad.
0: I'm pretty sure basically all of Boise turns out for this. And then the interesting thing is that there's there's a contingent, well, a lot of Portland comes. There's a lot of Portland that comes, and there's always a handful of Seattle. And so I think this year, uh, you guys, Mazer, Thunder Pussy, Sisters, Chastity Belt, I think that's a Seattle band. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun Northwest... Festival and then it's got a real uh, party atmosphere all the whole time. So on the street, in the different venues, it, it's it's a fun experience.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I haven't really been out of like a show here, or here and there, in like Bellingham or Tacoma or whatever. And it'll be nice to like be oh, like yeah, on for a couple, a
2: couple we're, days. We're to oh yeah. Week we out outwards. Like, no, it's a uh, different
1: house, but it's called House. Alright, so that's okay? Yeah. We're like, oh, no, there's another festival.
0: In there. So was this a break? Did you guys rehearse for a bit and then you're gonna get back to it or
1: Exactly. We're gonna get back to it and then we're gonna pick up our van from getting an oil change. And then we're gonna go pump some iron. You are I'm gonna go
3: work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, are going to... right.
2: yeah. I gotta
3: go slang some
0: tacos.
2: We gotta slang some weight.
1: Yeah, getting
0: yoked and <laughs> <in> soaked. <that>. <laughs> <laughs> what is the is. Is the band basement part of one of your guys' houses, or is it a, a space that you um, rent?
1: I mean, we rent it, but I also live here. None of us, especially in Seattle.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. We'd <laughs> have, have
1: to be a millionaire. But yeah, it's in the basement of the house we rent. But like I said, my next door neighbor's mother loves both. My other neighbors will come over and hear us be like, oh. I heard your band. I got a 1967 Gibson Les Paul. Maybe I'll bring it over sometime. They're all super chill about it. So, pretty nice. I
0: guess guess I didn't catch that. So you're saying that your neighbor was in Mother Love Bone? Yeah. And Green River.
1: And Green River. Bruce Fairweather. He's
3: amazing. Yeah, he's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because Mother Love Bone was really interesting because it was like between kind of that 80 glam metal into the the Seattle. Because I remember like... Yeah, I mean that's that's a really interesting band. It was like uh, Motley Crue's favorite band was Mother Love Bone, which is like what? Yeah. They're bad. Yeah,
3: they both super glammy Very for amazing. sure.
1: They totally. I mean, I got into a long conversation with this guy at the bar about how they made grunge take off because they were kind of that bridge, yeah, uh, between like glam and and grunge and. You know, unfortunately, dude, dude died because that band ruled. But uh, <laughs> after that happened, Pearl Jam and Nirvana and all these bands just took off, and Seattle was a thing. Seattle grunge was a thing. Wasn't Mother really
3: Love <laughs> on like the precipice of like yeah. grown up too? They were totally. like major label, whole deal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's unfortunate, but you know, Bruce seems pretty happy. He like plays bluegrass music with his like little. Fetson hat with his friends, and he's like, yeah, I'm old man. I play bluegrass now, but, you know, sometime I'm going to come over there and show you guys what's up. I'm like, please do. Please, please do. I would love that. Um, he's, he loves our band. And he's really supportive,
3: so that's cool. I felt so embarrassing. He's like, Is that you guys playing Zeppelin the other day? I like, know. we
1: oh. were like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and especially when he heard us cover. We covered Drain You by Nirvana. <laughs> when he heard us do that, I was just like, He's like, oh, yeah, play some Nirvana. I was like, no, no, don't let the team I'm
2: not going to crawl. I'm not going to uh, But,
0: yeah, it <laughs> It seems like there was another another band f- from Seattle that was poised to really explode, and then I think the singer was murdered. I, um, maybe- oh, he has- oh. He yep, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. a
2: potter.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. is another really heartbreaking, unfortunate one because they it was amazing.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. We've talked about covering one of their songs for a while, but yeah. we've never had a chance yeah. yet.
1: Sometimes we'll that band, and I'm always honored.
2: Yeah, we uh, we got to see them with Rachel Flotron. Uh huh. I mean, which was really cool.
1: They gets to get, like a reunion with yeah, Rachel Flotron from This Clean Thing, and uh, that was awesome. We went, and it was really. Emotional
0: and amazing. Yes, yeah, was super good. Well, that was 42 Minutes. Thank you so much for sharing uh, with us. Thank you, man. Thanks, Douglas. You bet. You've been listening to Wild Powers on SyncBook Radio. For more information about them, uh, check out their website, wildpowers.com. And for tickets to TreeFort, visit TreeFortMusicFest.com. For more information about The Sync Book, our guests or check out past shows, or subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at TheSyncBook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio, and video as well as seasonal online hangouts with us, All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com. Thanks so much, and see you next week at Tree Ford Thank you. Thank you. Bye. This was fun. I look forward to seeing you guys.